you are about to experience the Scott Trigloff Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Scott Trigloff Experience Podcast. It is Thursday, and we are excited that you're listening. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe, follow, and share me anywhere you find me. Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, IGTV, YouTube, all those good places. But today we are talking about Thursday thoughts. Yes, Thursday thoughts, which are basically me thinking about a thought that I have and sharing it with you because, you know, I think it's going to add value to you or it's kind of cool or, you know, hey, maybe I've just, you know, never talked about it before. So, uh, so today's going to be a cool one because I, I wrote it down a long time ago and I just never brought it up either in a podcast or in conversation with anybody. So, but I, I thought it was important enough to share here on this Thursday Thoughts series podcast. So, uh, you probably already read the title of today's podcast, but basically it is pinnacle years of our lives. And essentially I think we can all kind of, you know, kind of, uh, relate to this kind of conversation because we've all been there. We've all, you know, most of the people that are probably listening to this podcast right now are 18 and above. Uh, if you're not, Hey, how's it going? But, uh, I need to be on Snapchat. Hey, but no, even if you, even if you're not 18 yet, I still think you can relate to the fact that, you know, once you hit a certain age, you just, if you think about it, you probably go, Oh, like, Oh, I'll be so old or I'll, I'll finally be able to do this or do that. And you know, I'm 34 now, uh, which is not a pinnacle year by any means, but since I've turned, you know, 33 or my thirties really, I've just had a different perspective on a lot of things in my life. And, and so, you know, when I think about quote unquote pinnacle years and, you know, what we should be doing at those years and, and how they relate to, you know, whatever industry you're in or what job you have, or, you know, where you see yourself or having kids or whatever, you know, it it can, it can kind of mess you up. It can kind of, you know, tear you down or, make you feel depressed or, you know, emotional or frustrated or, or maybe you feel really good. Maybe you feel really good about where you're at at a certain age. But so those pinnacle years we're talking about are like 18, 21, 25. Then there's like this weird middle ground where you have like 27, 28. And then there's the 30, maybe 35. And then we get crazy and we go 40, 50, 60, 70. So, um, so yeah, let's just start from the, the bottom, we'll say. Uh, but 18 years old, we can all relate to that. I, I know when I was 18, uh, I was basically a, a sheltered little boy. So, you know, uh, I hadn't drank yet. Um, I didn't smoke. So by 18, I wasn't really worried about, you know, you know smoking or drinking. Well, actually, obviously, you can't, you can't drink when you're 18. But, you know, smoking wasn't really a factor in my life. I, I didn't hang out with people that did it. And so it wasn't really a factor to me. Um, I know I bypassed 16 years old, but like I said, I I don't really feel like a lot of people are, you know, 16 years old listening to this podcast, but if you are, I'm super stoked. So, um, but other than getting your license at 16, 
Uh, funny thing about me is that I didn't actually get my driver's license till I was about, I think I was 17 and a half, but I could have been actually 18. I think I waited till 18 because you didn't have to do the six month uh, like probation period for like driving your friends. So I waited till I was 18 to get my license. That way I didn't have to worry about the, the six month rule. Um, granted, if I got it when I was 17 and a half, it, we would basically have been the same thing. So, but I think I'd already screwed up and delayed it. And so I was like, Oh, I'll just, you know, I'll wait. And, uh, yeah. So 18 wasn't really worried about smoking, uh, but I could drive people around in my car. So I was like, cool. And then by 19, you know, I didn't, I had my first drink actually in Vegas, which is really funny when I was 19. Um, so by the time I was 21, I was already living in LA. I was, you know, drinking, you know, on a, on a casual basis, no, nothing crazy. Uh, but definitely when I was 21, you know, I did the whole Vegas thing, (laughs) funny Vegas thing again. Uh, but this time I was legal. So, um, weird story, short story, I hope, but I got in a car accident like two weeks before my 21st birthday and I was fine but my car got totaled. And what that meant was my insurance gave me like five G's and I ended up buying a car for like three grand. And I ended up taking that extra two grand and spending it all in Vegas for my 21st birthday. I had a lot of random friends, but like, you know, everyone from like Ryan Grant to, uh, even my brother was there and another handful of people that I just, you know, really appreciated and wanted to spend time with on my 21st and, you know, you know, got a couple hotel rooms for people, ended up, you know, paying for my birthday dinner, which was like 800 bucks, you know, paid for all the drinks, paid for all the food. And, you know, I just felt, yeah, I felt like, you know, why not? You know, I, I felt like I was in a place to do it. So, you know, you only live once YOLO, but, uh, but at 21, it was like, you know, I was in control, you know, like I knew what I wanted and I knew what was best for me and blah, 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 blah. So sure enough though, after 21 drinking, I started smoking, you know, doing stuff I shouldn't have been doing. And by like 23, 24, I had hit rock bottom. I like didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know why I was dating. I didn't know, you know, what like my purpose was in life. And yet by 25, I... I was obviously able to rent a car, which is great, but I had actually rededicated myself to the Lord. I was like, I'm just going to be single until I get married. And which sounds weird, but you know, obviously you need to court people. You need to, you need a date, but I was basically like, I'm just going to be single for right now. I don't want to think about that part of my life, you know, cause some people at 25 would have, you know, a couple kids graduated college and I hadn't done any of that. I, I was kind of still just single. I was like a 16 year old kid playing guitar and, you know, granted I was making a decent living at it, but at the end of the day at 25, I really couldn't compare myself to anyone, but you know, myself and just say, Hey, you know, one thing I'm, I'm not going to do is, you know, party like crazy and, and, uh, you know, date, like date around, like, like still, you know, cause that's what I was basically doing my early twenties. And so yeah, I was kind of like, I kind of like straightened myself out somewhat, uh, was really hardcore in the ministry, uh, and was doing a lot of music stuff too, recording albums and traveling and, 
uh, just trying to make the best of, of that scenario, which was I was single, I could invest that time and that energy and that money into that part of my life, you know, just because I, you know, I wanted to be successful at it. And so, you know, I kind of all or nothing kind of approach. But um, yeah, by 27, 28, um, you know, 27 is a funny is a funny number because there's a, a, a stigma, I guess they call it, in the rock and roll world where if you're like a real rock star, you'll basically be dead at 27. You know, there's a lot of people like Amy Winehouse, Jimi Hendrix uh, that died, or even uh, Kurt Cobain, they all died at 27. So it's like, it's kind of like this weird thing if you're in the music industry that if you can get past 27th birthday, uh, you could probably get through anything, at least in the music industry. So got to 28, uh, but by 28, I was actually already courting my now wife. And by the time we met, um, yeah, by the time we met, we were already like six months, or sorry, sorry. By the time I was 28, we were already like six months into dating, but I had already had the ring. I was already trying to get, you know, uh, the permission from her father and that didn't happen. So inevitably what happened was I just said, Hey guys, I'm going to be proposing, you know, I can't wait to marry Kara and, and all that good stuff. And so inevitably by the time I was, uh, 28, like I said, and already basically engaged, um, you know, that's at a point too, where I feel like a lot of people, need something like that. They need like a shift in their life that's going to kind of mean something. And so for me, it was, you know, yeah, I, uh, I was able to get married, uh, to my wife and we actually got married, uh, the, the one year anniversary of us dating. Uh, funny story about that is that I actually forgot the date when she asked me like a month after we started dating which I felt like an idiot. And I just, my, my initial response was, or my reaction was my, my, my reflex was to say that it doesn't matter when we start dating. Cause I'm going to marry you within a year anyways. And long story short is we actually got married on our one year anniversary day. So October 4th, um, 2013 is when we met and our, sorry, was when we started dating 2000, 14 on October 4th is when we actually got married. So I wasn't necessarily wrong, but I was definitely not right when it came to forgetting the date because it's now our anniversary for our wedding. So now I can't forget it. But um, so yeah, 28 was like, that was like my pinnacle, you know, part of my 20 year, uh, 28 years. And, uh, you know, my wife, she just turned 28. And she actually, this was like the first year that she actually feels older. So she feels like that, like at this point, stuff is shifting. Like she's going to be probably making bigger shifts in her life or bigger decisions or, you know, we're, we've been trying to have a baby. Um, so maybe this is the year we have a baby. Uh, and it's funny cause she already has her push present cause I gave her a third ring uh, from good old Robbins brothers. They had a really good, uh, how you say no interest for like 28 months or something crazy. So I had to get it for, her. but, um, but yeah, so 28 is an interesting year. Uh, it was for me and I think it's going to be for my wife as well. So we're expecting amazing things. Uh, but then there's, you know, there's the 30, you know, by 30, 
I had already uh, either I was I think I was in my third like ministry position on staff at a church and basically all of them had either I either quit or had failed uh, to succeed and had to close down as either a church or uh, a ministry or a service or whatever you want to call it and so yeah 30 felt really def- defeated I, I felt very defeated sorry I can't talk and and I actually was at a point too where I, I had gained a good amount of weight um, I was probably at least 200 pounds maybe 210 at that point uh, another year goes by um, my wife my, my wife and I are still in ministry but you know we we're realizing that we're just you know we're not we're not happy we're we're not we're not a part of the the things that we thought we would be a part of and and it just wasn't um it just wasn't connecting and and so by 32 um i actually ironically or my wife and i both kind of stepped away from ministry kind of went back to regular day job stuff uh so i started working my family owned business and she started working back at the restaurant industry that she left to do ministry for and so by 32, I was like at my heaviest weight. I was 240 pounds. And um, I say 240 because I was definitely heavier than I was when I started like a weight loss program. But yeah, this I had this, my, my uh, go-to photo is my ID that I have right now, which I just look like the most miserable schmuck in the world. Bad combed hair didn't shave my face wearing a really stupid you know blue collared uh plaid shirt and uh yeah this this stupid grit on my face with like a double chin it was just terrible uh but that was the picture that got me to start losing weight and uh by 33 I had lost I think it was at least uh at least 40 pounds 30 pounds 30 40 pounds um, and on my 33rd birthday, my wife had actually got me, um, yeah, it basically got me a reservation to club 33. And so we took, uh, another couple that we really, uh, admired and appreciated to this dinner and just, it was like, that was a huge part of just my life, but also just, it was a breaking point for me, uh, in my life because, at 33, I'd really had to make some big decisions. I had to either say, either I'm going to stay on the path that I'm on, or I got to go all in in a different direction. And because of my health, because I was getting that figured out, I did have the confidence in like my finances and my occupational wellness and and other parts of my life. Even emotionally, I felt like I, I had more. I was more in tune with myself, and I wasn't getting as angry as much. And I and I knew why I was getting angry at other things and why I was frustrated and, and I knew how to correct it. And it was just, it was just this interesting time of like, not like being reborn. Cause I don't want to say that, but, um, but like at 33, you know, if you guys know 33 was, you know, Jesus's year that he, uh, you know, gave his life on the cross. And so for me, it was like, yeah, I did feel like I was kind of like putting myself on the cross and, you know, basically saying like, I need to die to a lot of stuff and I need to like basically sacrifice myself right now and just kind of, you know, 
embellish the things that I know I need to and then kind of let go of the things that just don't make me happy or at least anymore or you know at least put them on the back burner for a while and so by the end of of that year I had lost a total of like 60 pounds and I just I like I, I got this I got I want to say I got these inspirational ideas uh, one of which was to start a wellness company that basically motivates and encourages people to uh, look at every type of wellness in their life uh, whether it be environmental emotional spiritual edu- uh, occupational I should say I almost said educational occupational financial uh, physical as well obviously but there's eight different types of wellness and if you can tackle one thing in each in each part of your wellness and at least understand one thing that makes you happy in each one and try to do them every day I mean essentially that's that's the epitome of having a good quality of life and so that's kind of the mission for that and um, another another brand I started was a music brand based off of uh, just pretty much the way I like to, to do music and and make it a part of my life and my lifestyle. But it's essentially, you know, teaching other people and learning from other people and using techniques that uh, just main, uh, or sorry, uh, they basically just make it easier to to do music. And, and so that's kind of the path that that's on right now. So from everything to playing guitar with open tunings to you know, doing one-on-ones and, and talking to people over the phone or, uh, you know, making videos to demonstrate different ways to do things. It's basically just, it's a how-to brand, but it's also just a way for me to, to still add value to the music industry and or the worship industry, worship department, worship music area, uh, because I don't do it uh, firsthand anymore, but I can also, or I can at least help other people do it, uh, and live vicariously through them. And, you know, it's like a win-win cause they get something out of it. I get something out of it. So I'm excited to see where that goes. But so by the beginning of this year, those two brands had started. Uh, I realized too, that I, I just, I love podcasting. I love the idea of it. And I love how universal it can be you can do it anywhere I'm literally driving in my truck right now and yet I'm recording this and it could add value to thousands or you know I could just listen to it one time back myself and be happy with it and so it's also there you know for my family and my friends and uh, you know hopefully my kids and my kids kids Um, you know obviously if I really wanted to archive all these I can but to have them somewhere uh, at least for right now, I think is the important part and just being mindful of that and making a point to 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 sit here right now and to talk to you guys, uh, even though it's a, a monologue style. Uh, I still think there's some value in that. But So by 33 um, and hitting that new year and, and starting these new kind of businesses and just seeing where they're going to end up, you know, it's been uh, four months since then and I'm 34 now and uh, I'm excited for 35. Uh, I'm excited to see where these brands are at 35. Uh, But by 40, you know, um, I hope to have multiple properties that my wife and I rent out. Uh, I hope to have, you know, 
at least 10% of all my wealth in gold. Um, you know, I hope to have these businesses uh, doing something, you know, making some kind of income, but also some kind of impact in our community and influencing people and, and just helping. Um, but yeah, after that, I mean, we should have some kids too. That'd be cool. Um, we're kind of putting it in God's hands, but, um, yeah, I think 40 is definitely the new 30. Like, I feel like I'll, I'll be getting another wave of, of entrepreneurship and, and excitement. And especially if we've got some rugrats running around and, um, you know, that's a whole other part of my life that I haven't even tapped in yet, but I, I have a, a good of a, a good amount of opinions on it. So we won't, we won't start there, but, um, by 40 and 50, I hope to keep doing what I'm doing right now, which is starting businesses, investing in real estate, uh, and commodities like gold and, uh, you know, making enough to be, you know, financially free. Um, but not, you know, not just spending money to spend money. Um, I definitely look at things a lot differently now than I did when I was 18 um, I was more ignorant then really, but even at 25, I had money and, and I would just spend it to spend it. Um, I needed a write off or I needed whatever, but you know, by the time I get more money when I'm 35 or 40 or 50, um, I know what I'm going to do with it, which is probably the most empowering part of having money is knowing what to do with it. So, um, yeah, like pinnacle years, please don't, please don't like just sit and loathe and and get depressed about them if, if you're not where you thought you'd be at at, at 25, 30, 40. Uh, it's really, it's just a number. And, you know, from getting married to making a living to knowing what you, what you want to do with the rest of your life, like, those numbers are just numbers. I think they're good to, like, timeline yourself. Like me, I just literally went through a timeline of my own life. And those numbers really help me do that. Uh, but that's it. Don't, don't think like, Oh, when I was 18, I needed to be this. And when I was, when I was 20, I thought I'd be doing that. And you know, when I was 30, I thought I would definitely be doing that. Um, you can't, you can't resonate on that. You can't, you can't just sit there and, and think that that's the reality and don't ever compare yourself either to other people that, that do what you want it to do, either want or wanted to do. Uh, and, that we're able to do it at an earlier age, you know, like just be happy for them and just know that you're on your own path and, and you're here to do it a different way. And, and, and so, you know, just don't, don't, uh, don't think of the numbers as anything other than your timeline and a part of your journey and your process and a way to communicate where you're at and where you were, uh, you know, on the globe or, whatever, just use them as ways to, to identify, you know, you not identify failures or, um, and if you're going to use the failures, uh, as motivation, great. Uh, but just don't, don't think of those numbers as a bad thing. Think of them as only a good thing. But, um, yeah, guys, uh, I hope the pinnacle years of your life are, are great. Um, you know, like I said, we're not, we're not thinking of them as, as bad things. And so when you do think about them, think about the good things, but I, I just hope that all the years of your life are great. And that if you need any encouragement or you need any motivation, please just, you know, hit me up any of the, uh, handles, uh, Scott Trigloff, 
uh, you know, any of the platforms, just DM me. Uh, you can even email me, Scott Trigoff at iCloud.com if you want. But uh, yeah, I'm always down to talk, chat. Uh, you know, I, I can't think of another way of doing life than to just just discussing it with other people and, and trying to bounce ideas off of people and, and each other really. But, um, you know, especially me, like I love to talk. So, um, as I'm doing a 25 minute long monologue right now on the pinnacle years of our life. But, uh, anyways, guys, I hope you have a great day. Please rate and review this podcast. If it gave you any value, just give us a couple stars, give us, give me, uh, some stars and, uh, let us know, let me know what you thought. And, uh, yeah, just have a great rest of your day and we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Scott Trigloff experience. experience.